Hello there! If you listen to other shows on this network, or follow my social media, you probably already know about some of the things that are making me giggle incredibly hard during this recording. But if not, hello, my name is Sybil, and this would be the last bit of Pitch Drop content that was recorded prior to springing that on my co-host. So, enjoy, and if you just hear the cackling, I left it on purpose. Uh, Content warning this week, we are going to be discussing very real-world situations with explicit neo-Nazis, targeted pogroms at a different district of ethnicities. Uh, It's just the whole nine yards. Monsters going hard this week. listening to Boku no Stop, the only anime podcast that will discuss neo-Nazis and racial purity at such length without being anime avatar fascists ourselves. Speak for yourself. <laughs> okay, oh, no. I'm your host, regret. Fletcher Arnett. <laughs> oh, no, pitch drop is canceled. Regret. Uh, my name is Chris Taylor. <laughs> uh, Matt Marcus over here. Try... You, Look, I mean, I I guess I I am safe from any uh, neo Nazi uh, suspicions, but uh, I don't know about the, about you, Chris. Uh you're, you're gonna hate the end of episode fifteen, then. Oh my god! But today we are talking about monster episodes fifteen through seventeen, and we will kick off with episode fifteen. Be my baby. Preemptive podcast title suggestion is GG baby. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, we kick off with a woman entering a high-class nightclub and idling at the bar. A man tells her that unlicensed prostitutes aren't welcome here, and Nina Fortner simply says, Well, let me meet the guy. I'll get a license. I don't know who you mean. Come on, let me meet the baby. And then we cut to intro. We pick back up with Otto Heckel and Is that name? That is his name, yeah. That is his name. I was I, unsure I, I, until the last episode when they he finally referred to him as Heckle. I, I just know him as like the, the chipmunk douchebag. <laughs> like he's just got the, the big buck teeth. Yeah, the kid doesn't really refer to him by name, but yeah, no, uh Otto Heckle and for some reason Tenma has decided to leave Dieter in his care because Tenma is a terrible foster father. <laughs> so uh Who's the Heckle only is... guy who I know. Yeah. Heckle is pretty mad about this whole situation because like you know man he's not even making me money and i gotta babysit for him and Dieter's opening up quite a lot from when we first saw him he's way more talkative and he's also clowning on this dude who deserves it he's oh you could you could say he's really heckling him he is he's also headering him and you know everything else when he nails him with a soccer ball repeatedly and starts going that's a red card yellow really really gives him head Yep. He does actually say that's a good header. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> you know, it's really funny that he gets hit in the head and he's able to catch the ball because <laughs> it's yep. got enough spin on it. <laughs> it yeah, that's what impresses away. Dieter. Wow, good save. You can't use your hands, though. <laughs> but we cut to Frankfurt, an incredibly strung-out Detective Messner, one of the two men who was working for Johan when Tenma and Nina were on the run, is trying to meet a dealer. But the guy who shows up is not a dealer. It's Tenma. Uh, Tenma opens by saying, you called me Dr. Tenma when we first met, even without me telling you my profession. I'm an ex-doctor now. Sort of like how you're an ex-detective fucking owned. (laughs) Mesner gets up to leave and Tenma just says, sit down, I got a gun and I will shoot you if you stand up. Messner is way too loose-lipped for his own good and fingers his partner Maurer as the trigger man on the Fortner killings. 
Messner says he was also on the hit list, but the organization kept him alive. Uh, he also reveals he said too much, and he told her too much as well. Tenma really puts the screws to him by saying, oh, you're in withdrawal, huh? That's terrible. Drug dealers probably won't come anywhere near you if I'm here. Uh, and Messner has, like, zero willpower at this point and just tells him everything, uh, saying how he got in close with the baby. Matt. So, uh, yeah, the... The baby is a uh, neo-Nazi who has a lot of uh, political connections and... Uh, <laughs> like all neo-Nazis. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. Sure. <laughs> uh, stretching, stretching from since the end, since the fall of the Nazis to now neo-Nazis. Lots of political connections. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is like the... Uh, oh, yeah. These guys are like serious master race people like they're trying to like actually you know recreate you know the nazi regime and you know having a pure aryan country and i guess presumably world by the end of this look forward to turkish ethno ethnic stereotypes by the way yeah this is uh there's a lot of racial shit going on in these episodes it's the biggest detail that uh, Mesner uh, tells Tenma is that uh, Baby knows that there's a monster out there, and uh, he made sure that Nina was uh, sent his way as bait. Uh, so Nina is going to be the thing that gets the baby wants Johan, which is a phrase that sounded less weird in my head before I said it. There's going to be <laughs> so much of Johan. that this week. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Here's the thing. When I hear the baby, I think blue velvet, which is a whole oh. different story. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was. I was thinking that line from Blue Velvet when yeah. I said after I said that. <laughs> I have to cut it in now, just so people know. <laughs> baby wants his Hitler. Oh. Oh, mommy, mommy, mommy. Baby wants to fuck. Get ready to fuck! You fuckers, fucker! You fucker! Uh, anyway, so back at the nightclub, which is called Candy, which makes just ugh. my is favorite it, thing is how the sign's going out and it just looks like Cindy. Yes. <laughs> like this whole stretch of episodes especially this one and the next one is just so grimy and skeevy it's it's really something like it adds a whole lot of tension but it also was like oh man i hope this doesn't go too bad and it goes bad but it doesn't go as bad as it could have uh yeah so nina's persistence has paid off after several days of coming to this uh nightclub or nights really and she's invited back to see uh, the man himself. And this is where the episode goes uh, full Twin Peaks for a few minutes. Oh, is that why I didn't like it? Probably, yeah. It's a pretty explicit reference with him stepping out from behind red curtains, focused on his dance moves, and he's just kind of grooving into the room and being very you should relax but he's just shy of reverse speech and mm-hmm. the baby is designed to look like the dwarf from twin peaks yeah yeah it's it, the exact same vibe for sure C- can i at least say one nice thing is that uh when he said w- when he told nina to stand over like very directly over the little eye yeah, symbol uh huh in in the middle i was just like Please do not have a camera under there, please. Yep. And uh, as far as we know, they didn't. It's just him being a weirdo. He does not. He's just, uh, you know, it's, you know, be ready to present yourself to the boss. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's like, there's a record of like, I don't know what to call this lounge music. Yeah. If you've seen Twin Peaks, you know exactly what this is. And uh, it seems that the the baby wants to meet Johan because... uh, he is really into the idea of uh, Hitler too. Twinker and Blonder is what Rupert Fletcher wrote here. I regret nothing about that sentence. <laughs> it's true, though. That's uh, 
yeah, baby, like you said, baby wants Hitler, and uh, baby wants a Führer. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> and uh, this, this is just the sound inferior. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, I think that's the nep- the episode title this week. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because he's he is the head of this extremely motivated group of uh, Nazi extremists, and he well, needs Johan. He as- sells himself as the leader. He is not. Alternate joke: Baby is trying to hail a Hitler. Fuck, that's really good. <laughs> trying to hail a ah! if it. That's a thing I can't put as the title for a lot of reasons, but God, it's good. <laughs> look, 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 we've we're already done the Jewish space SEO laser flesh. thing on the network, so. <laughs> oh, that's going to go in the description. I can't make that the title. <laughs> Don't that's do that. Fair. The description is where the SEO tags come from, buddy. Okay. Also, not happening. Got it. <laughs> One hundred. When you type in orbital laser into Amazon podcasts, that LST is the first thing that comes up, which is why it has six times the listeners of every other episode. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> so uh, maybe don't. Maybe don't. That's true. Um, this is probably one we do not want feedback on. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I, he... Especially when I say speak for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Baby is like an important figure in this movement. But yeah, he, he sees um, General Wolf as the real leader. He really wants to, to suck up to him. Uh, but what he really wants to get is uh, he, he is very chuffed that Nina is there. And so he's going to be able to easily uh lure johan to him which i mean granted it 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 seems pretty clear throughout these episodes that these people other than wolf really don't know anything about johan which is probably why they are so eager to invite him into their presence yeah yeah there's in hindsight it's very obvious that a few people knew exactly what was going to happen which is why they showed up late (laughs) <laughs> that is true. Um, so but meanwhile, across oh. town, Heckle is trying to fence a stolen rug and finds himself griping about how the place where his guy was years ago is now just a Turkish district because this arc is about racism and Heckle is a real piece of shit on every level. Oh, buddy, he even tries to do the uh, the minority trying to make the minority feel inferior inferior to get what you want by saying the German owner would have given it to me. Yeah. Yeah. Heckle is just such a piece of crap this week. I mean, and he's been a piece of crap the whole time. He's been a piece of crap the whole time, week. but this is a new level. Yeah, exactly. Mm, like This, this is, is the just, difference. I guess, I guess. It's not really. It's just exactly what he already did, just showing you the lengths to which he will use any type of social manipulation for personal gain. Okay, here's not the really thing. Before, before he came off as, ah, an opportunity, this week we add on, I'm a little bit racist and I don't care about human I life. I don't think he's racist. I literally <laughs> think it is just, this is an angle in which I could maybe get my way. Maybe it's hard to tell. He doesn't lean as hard in on it. And we are talking about dudes who are, you know, literal skinheads. But Heckle is definitely very, uh, they, you know, look at what they did to my town, which is not amazing. He's, 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 he's very liberal racist. Yeah. Instead of right wing racist. Yeah, it's <laughs> more German fences. I don't know. <laughs> they just took down the one Fletcher. <laughs> uh, but Ooh, love to refer to the Berlin Wall's offense. That was an incredibly good joke. Uh, outside Candy, a Turkish woman stops Tenma from barging in, and here's an angle we did not get spoken aloud before. You crazy? They'll kill an Asian like you in there. This is where all the right-wingers hang out. So, yeah, when you uh, cut back inside next time, it's very easy to notice, oh, right, all of these characters are drawn a certain way. Uh, mm-hmm. it, there's a... 
this episode really highlights that they do bother to do like skin tone differentiation, right? Like the German oh, yeah. people are extremely white. Temma is slightly less white. And then the Turkish people are like peach colored, which is not what Turkish people look like. But they at least try to visibly like dis- differentiate them. Yeah, this one's kind of weird because in the manga, you just have the features and Urasawa's art to go on. And Urasawa draws very distinct ethnic features. Not caricature-like, but like, you can tell, ah, this person is different from somewhere else. He might not instantly be, oh yeah, I look at that guy and I see Polish nose or whatever. But you have very distinct ethnicities. They didn't know how to take that into color, and this is kind of weird because, yeah, we have to go all over the spectrum to make things distinct. They all do have the stereotype mustache. And we will have literal skinheads later in this arc. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, but... Can't wait uh, to go bald and find out I don't have skin under there and that's what that's about. <laughs> Ooh. I don't like uh, that idea. <laughs> as the one of us who I think is just the hair beast right now, uh, it's definitely a difference. Oh, so I said can't wait to go bald as though I was not pretty bald already. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I I think I'm the one of us who has the longest with my locks currently below my shoulder blades. Yeah. 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 Mine gets curly when it gets that long. <laughs> it did that for years, and then just like a few years ago, it started following the laws of gravity, and I was like, let's see where this goes. Oh, it's interesting <laughs> that both you and your hair gave up on life at the same time. Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. I can't wait for next week. Anyway, she lets on that the baby wait. just... <laughs> is monster about locks of love? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, I cannot wait for you to see what happens in the arc that is meant to brighten you up after this one. Oh boy. The Turkish woman, who is another prostitute, lets on that the baby just took a blonde in his car, so they're probably heading to his mansion. But Tenma goes to leave, and she's like, okay, you you need to save my friend, because she has a baby, and that's, like, I'm not watching this kid. I can't baby, go you hooking. Can, baby, you can drive my car. <laughs> and then, yeah, the, the whole uh... thing goes to hell when Tenma walks out of the alley to try and walk into Candy, and the baby's car just slams into him from where it's been parked nearby. Everyone he knows pretty well, actually. Tenma is coming at every time in this manga and anime, and it is hilarious how often this happens to him. Alright, so there's gonna be the one Japanese guy in Germany. Uh, if he shows up, <laughs> be sure to just... His life's gotta suck. He, I mean, like, it, it, he, Fletcher, he it's funny it. when the Japanese guy gets hit by a car. <laughs> I mean, it is. This is basically a jackass stunt. Hello, I'm Kenzo Tenma, and this is Baby's Flipbook. Honestly, honestly, if this show really wanted to surprise me, they would have turned this into an izakai right here. God. Into what you cut out? <laughs> into an izakai. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know that's how Full Metal Alchemist originally ended, right? In the anime? No. Oh. Oh. I never finished of, that show. Speaking of Nazis, the original anime goes off the rails halfway through because the series wasn't done. Uh-huh. And so they make up their own ending, but then there's the movie wherein, because of the heroic sacrifice Ed does to save everyone at the end... He literally isekai'd himself into World War II Nazi Germany on our side of the fucking universe. Are Do you, you not know this, Matt? Me. That's no. real. That's yeah. real. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I so after all this. that, he yeah. dies and turns into a Nazi. Well, he's not a Nazi, but he's in their regime. He's like, he wakes up in Nazi Germany. He's like, uh, I guess this is not any worse than the state alchemist to survive because I yeah, want to no, survive. He's like the winter soldier, Matt. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's it was, ridiculous. It was a wild decision by the anime people. Which is why the, oh my it is God. basically the reason that they did Brotherhood afterwards. People were just so they could say, <laughs> no, were, no, that's not no, how no, this goes very down. Upset. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, like, I mean, to, to be honest, though, like that world is very uh, Nazi adjacent. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, it's it's intentional. I mean, um, I'm going to actually give a shout out to a friend of the show's podcast, 
Manga Splaining just did an episode where they forced comic writer Chip Zdarsky, who is not a manga fan, to read the first volumes of Full Metal Alchemist. And the hosts who had read that, describing things that come after to the hosts who had not, was wild as they're like, wait, there's a genocide yeah. in this? Wait, uh-huh. wow, what? Because you don't get that in the first volume. Unrelated, but you saying Manga Splaining made me wish I was Jamaican so I could have a podcast called Monsplaining. Uh, I that mean, already that. exists and is two lesbians talking about Digimon. Ooh. That's another friend of the, well, friend of this host of the show thing. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, yeah, so we pick back up at the mansion. At the mansion, Nina is disarmed, uh, rather ineffectually, and introduced to a man named Giedlitz. This guy has, like, the worst, like, fruit-eating scene since Lord of the Rings. <laughs> is there a fruit-eating scene in Lord of the Rings? Uh-huh. I, yeah, I also don't I know forget. that. But wait, wait, the, the, the bit where, uh, where, the, where uh, like, Worm Tongue eats the tomato. Oh, oh that's so gross. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I, this is exactly that yeah, scene. <laughs> I have no idea wait, what you're talking Fletcher, about. You gotta... Oh, we have to send him, we have to send him the, the, the clip yeah, to let's this. let's go Hold find on. it. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, because you don't like Lord of the Rings. I uh, really don't. It's because it sucks. It does. It sucks it's so bad. I'm, I think it's here fine. Is, All right. Here is an actual confession while you guys look that up. <laughs> I dumped all my Amazon shit last year, but the one thing that I will probably pirate off their service when it comes out is, oh, they're doing a big money adaptation of the Wheel of Time, and it looks good, and it has cool casting. Fuck, I have to try this. But I'm not giving the money. I will break my rules for this. Oh my god, the Wheel of Time gets so bad. I want to see what they do with an adaptation. No, I know. That's why I'm excited, because the yeah. Wheel of Time just, just turned into anime later. <laughs> I think it. I think it lands the ending, but yes, it has some real bad, oh no, manga author sick, make something up energy at parts. <laughs> All right, I found it. I found it. It's right at Post the beginning. It. I'm going to so watch it. a short one. Okay. Going, 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 going. God, excited. I keep forgetting that John Noble is in this. And then they waste him. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck? It's the wettest tomato ever. Also, that's not worm tongue, you bitch. That's not worm tongue. Oh shit. Yeah, okay, that's John I, Noble. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. John Noble kicks ass. That's I'm the guy. In, that's the guy in the city. That's Gondor. right. Yeah. No, sorry. I I, I completely forgot names, and I was like, what What is the name of the evil guy? Oh, Wormtug. <laughs> what is there? Are so many evil guys in Lord of the Rings, Matt. What's the name of the evil guy? Come on. <laughs> well, most <laughs> you know of them have I mean. the exact same name: Sauron, Soramon, Serena. Yeah, buddy. Let me tell you, as someone that used to read extremely fast by borderline skimming. Took a long time to realize Sauron and Saruman were different. <laughs> you know, for, for for people who really hate Lord of the Rings, you care a lot that I didn't get that right. <laughs> That's because John Noble <laughs> is one of the best character actors working. The reason the reason I care is the description of the evil guy <laughs> when he is like the lowest tier villain and his whole deal is like basically having given into despair, not being evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets Fair. all cobwebby later. Mm. Well, he actually. But yeah, that's that. that. So, so when he, when, when, later, when the, this dude is like cobwebby, what are you talking about? Well, he gets cobwebby when he's basically just sitting on the throne doing nothing. Then he immolates himself. That's true. At any rate, yeah, no, like when when uh, this dude is like eating sliced, like he he's just he just the, eats by fruit. The way, apparently, if you want to do a work on audio work crime, just cut in the sound of the tomato being eaten. People love that. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> no. Oh no. god, ASMR wet sounds, mouth noises. God, mouth no. sounds, Volume four, Please, a podcast no. recording. <laughs> <gasps> yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, this guy's like eating like slices of fruit. And it's like dr- like his saliva and like the juices are like dripping down the side of his face and his wet noises. And it's very much this scene for Lord of the Rings. There's a villain monologue here. And it's a lot of talk about how, you know, 
Hitler was so good at his job, but what if we had someone who was good at Hitler's job without being a complete chronic fuck-up? What if we had a guy who didn't drop out of art school that everyone could bring up to Man, own him Hitler immediately? Is Hitler is we want just your the brother. most powerful fail-son that ever existed. <laughs> yeah. Like, here's the thing. One generation later, Hitler is Morrissey. Hitler is literally Morrissey. No. Tell me I'm, I'm wrong. waiting for you to go along so I can do my these are my confessions joke. <laughs> I was most I was trying to think if there was any way I could do girlfriend in a coma as some kind of third reich thing, but yeah. Uh, but after all of this speech, Nina just goes, "Look, this is going to end like shit for you, but I'll take the hospitality. We both want to see my brother." And then Tenma wakes up in a basement. <laughs> wakes, wakes up in a basement. The end of this episode. <laughs> well, he does. That's where we start. He's looking up at the unfamiliar ceiling from Ava, except it's like, oh, I'm tied to a chair. Oh, a bunch of thugs are around me. Oh, my God, this is incredibly dank. <laughs> and that's when the baby, the baby just starts beating the ever-loving shit out of him with a pool cue. Gets real your impure blood is not fit to question me how dare you i am charge here he doesn't get like that he literally says that i'm not quoting directly i'm just speeding over it because i want as few things that i say on this episode to be things you can take out of context uh-huh i, I think like the, the the worst part of this for me is when he like hit, like hits him in the throat for like not referring to wolf with the proper amount of respect like, yeah that, that part really sells this scene to me honestly oh, the the baby is the pettiest and there's a thing that i like that they never speak aloud which is of course the baby is the lowest rung in this organization because why would the group obsessed with racial purity give any time of day to this weird dwarf. Yeah. But he's surprisingly powerful regardless. No, oh, he's yeah. not. He has connections. He's small time. He's useful. Yeah, he's small time, dude. He controls the small pond. That's it. Yeah, but no one respects mm. him at all. They just don't yeah. ban him. I mean, yeah, it's, it's clear It's cl it's clear what happens at the end of this scene that, yeah, he's, like, the people in the movement don't care about it. But it, it feels like he wields at least a fair bit of influence in this scene. The baby is the Proud Boys to the real neo-Nazis. <laughs> That's yeah. a good good way to put it, yeah. Yeah, everyone else has actual roles. Like, Giedlitz is, I think they refer to him a couple times as Professor Giedlitz. Yeah, he's a fucking clown. Yeah, the baby is, yeah, he's Gavin McGinnis. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> he is a useful moron. Yeah. And just as everything turns on him, it is beautiful, but they never have to spell it out, and I love that. But, yeah, in both places, uh, Tenma and Nina, one less violently than the other, learn about the homecoming celebration for Johan, which is going to be putting the torch to the Turkish district. Um, and once again, Boku no Stop is a horrible reflection of the real world because all I could think about this was cool Israeli pogrom night. Well, man, that was that a week could, ago. That, I was going to say, that could go so many different ways. Is it the Israelis doing the pogrom or what? It, it is. Did you not hear about this? No, I don't. I do not pay much attention. Look, they all... They basically did this in Palestine. Oh, cool. Well, yeah. there goes my, they only burned it because Caterpillar hadn't existed yet. Yeah, no, that that was like last week oh, at the time of this recording. Boy. Yeah. That's why I was like, oh, cool, yeah. the curse continues. W warming up my Final Fantasy XIV joke, by the way. <laughs> All right. No. Oh, unrelated to Pogrom's game. <laughs> <laughs> I I just figured like there was some stuff in Shadowbringers that I didn't know about. I don't know. No, no, this is mostly about how the guy's name is General Wolf, and when he shows up, I'm gonna say such devastation was not my intent. Carry on. Ironically, that kind of is Wolf. Um, uh, and that takes us into episode sixteen, Wolf's confession. So, 
in the Turkish district, Heckle is like, I'm still going to rob that guy. Yeah, I'm going to rob him. And Dieter goes, all right, fuck you. I will take my chances wandering the streets in a city again rather than go along with this. Which is fine, because Dieter's German. He'll be okay. It, I mean, it does literally help him out in this. Yep. Uh, but he runs into the sex worker from last episode who is now caring for her friend's baby. And the three end up at this lady's place where she <laughs> feeds Dieter. Did they name this woman at any time? I don't, I don't know if they do. If they do, it it's not consequential. Here's something that I, I feel like is a very Japanese media thing, but like the the growling of the stomach being a very embarrassing thing is something that comes up a lot. I see a lot in anime and manga, and I just don't quite understand why that's so embarrassing. It's just well, a thing I think that in happens. most anime, it's like a very... It's like, just comedically it's, Yeah, well, because it's such a lowering of the stakes compared to whatever has come before. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know how much the rest of you know about Japanese culture. I'm an expert, but honor and shame oh are huge parts of it. It's not True. like it is in America where you can become successful by being a pig. If you interrupt someone in Japan, you bring shame to yourself, and the only way to get rid of that shame is repentance. So that's why you have to eat whatever cooking your childhood friend can't do puts up for you to, you know, restore yourself. Right. I, I get that. But I guess like what, like your growling stomach is interrupting the conversation and that makes it shameful. Yes. Also, okay. I am very disappointed that neither of you got that joke. Well, look, mm. I'm not going to bother. I'm tired. I'm okay. trying to remember exactly. Like there's so many times where I've seen something like that. I'm trying that to remember. That was the FF13 reference. guy. Oh. Square, what? you must cancel the 360 port or no one will ever respect you again. Yeah, that dude. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Oh, uh, maybe I was tuned into 13 way before you were then. Well, I, I didn't. I came to 13 late, actually. Like, it was out for like at least a year and like the whole discourse had blown me by. And I also wasn't paying attention to video game. Oh, yeah. When they first the announced it would be multiplat, someone went on a reel. Uh, as a Japanese expert, I rant and it's just like, Square is cutting off their nose to spite their face, and not even the Japanese will buy this now. Fletcher. Oh man, I totally missed that. That, did, that did not make it to V, where I was at at the time. V, w v really? was all in on the uh, hilarious Photoshop of 13 as like a 20 disc box set for the 360. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, well, uh, yeah, that one was pretty good, and I remember it making the rounds of basically everyone dunking on this guy because it's like you you what now <laughs> also yeah that seems like a bit also much. at that time 13 didn't really exist because everybody was very um busy discussing their taiwanese imports of demon souls that's also true this was way before the game released this was just them going it will be on two consoles not one yeah. <laughs> i think i still have that somewhere shout outs to the taiwanese version of demon souls it had English. It had English uh, menus and vo and still had the English voice track. Oh, I'm I'm aware. Shout out to the Korean uh, release of 2DX Distorted, which was how I got to play that in English for the first time. Yeah. Anyway, Dieter is at the young sex worker's house, and he gets caught up on Tenma's kidnapping. And I gotta say, Dieter is definitely learning. I guess the right lessons from Tenma, because he stubbornly decides, I am going to rescue my father figure, I don't care that I'm ten, and runs into the night. Mm -hmm. And he kind of does. But at the mansion, Nina is informed General Wolf is on the way, and Tenma is also told of this by the baby. So, back at uh, Club Candy... Uh, Dieter has uh, sidled up to the bar and is just he, he's just like fuming staring at the uh, the bartender and uh, everybody else there is like very uh, amused that this child is here. Uh, like like the women and like the men are just all just like, oh, isn't this cute? What is this kid doing here? Yeah. And uh, one of them says to the bartender, hey, give him my usual. And uh, so he pours him a drink. I, it looks kind of like a Manhattan. I think. I think it is explicitly Heckle's usual. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Dieter just chugs the thing like st like total poker face on. 
and uh you know has the cherry uh like th- there was a cherry on a little toothpick and he throws has the toothpick up a in his mouth and he just like gives him yeah yeah he throws yeah up, like he's cool. headed out <laughs> and everyone just goes like and, yes and everyone's just like damn that kid's gonna be a bad one <laughs> and then he's just outside yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He, he he just like yeah, and he's just like, oh, why do people drink this on purpose? And it's just like you, you needed to wait a little. <laughs> yep, <clears throat> that was me uh, at that age too. Yeah, and then but in in that alleyway, he sees um, that Tenma's jacket has been thrown away in a box in like a pile of trash, and uh, goes looking down the down the alley and finds. Um, the side yeah. door to the basement. Yeah, he, he finds he finds a door to downstairs. But there's not the a basement. door. That's so and fucking funny to me that you just have like this open open to the alley stairwell. I guess the door was like left open, which is it's weird. It's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, the door is probably at the bottom of the stairwell, but that is very funny to me. Love to have a place where just like that's exactly what down. I was thinking. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. I hope there's a drain. Yeah. But he he goes down the this darkened set of stairs. <laughs> real real homeowner hours. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's just more. I've had to fix flooded basements for contract work, and woof. E shit sucks. But uh, thinking on it, yeah, there's definitely a drain here, given that they're beating the shit out of Tenma, and the blood has to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Th- this would be a much bloodier scene. Uh, they don't draw it very bloody, which is nice, I guess. There's more than a little coming out of him, but after the initial assault, they just draw him very red in places. Yeah, he, he's got a lot of, like, like scuff marks on his face, it looks like. It would be very bruised and swollen, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Dieter is going down these set of stairs, and he's, like, saying Tenma's name, which is like, dude, <laughs> dude, really? Uh, and uh, he gets abducted as well. To be fair, we... he learned it from watching Tenma, the guy who will go around screaming, Nina! Nina! That, that's true. He's still a child, but yeah, no no Tenma sense of like, Dieter. oh yeah, this is dangerous. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. So at the manor, Tenma does have a real like child sense of justice. Yeah. Yeah. Look forward to seeing if that changes. Uh, do we, did we mention before that Nina, I'm totally missing. We have not, we we have not mentioned that she's strapped yet. Yeah. I don't think we talked about whether like she, she heard from the person in the other. We said she did. We did not explain how, uh, she's been having a conversation with a woman named Isay, who is the, um, sex worker who got abducted, the mother of the baby. And they've just been talking through the pipes in her room. Yeah, like in through the bathroom sinks. Real low energy shots here of just a sink drain. <laughs> yeah, but I it's done very effectively at the end of this. Oh, yeah. Oh, my, my God. My wife was like, what are you watching? I'm like, well, then I explained the plot. And she goes, wow, that sounds horrible. Do you like anything normal? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this, this is the roughest part here. Um, so Nita is continuing her conversation with, with, uh, Aisei and, uh, but their conversation is cut short when it becomes very obvious that, uh, Aisa is being drowned and this is like, yeah, she, she is drowned to death and it is brutal and the sounds are really is tough. That what yes. You hear coming through the pipes. Yeah, and you could hear like okay. like a little bit of her voice, like voice saying, you know, stop or whatever. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll cut like it that, in. Like, pleading, please. Oh, you don't have to. Maybe don't. <laughs> okay, don't do I that. will not. Maybe don't cut in audio of a woman being drowned into our. Podcast. I will not yeah, cut so it in. But Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, but this this is like I mean, it's very effective. Um, whatever filmmaking, I don't know what the yeah, it's it's good it for. It's re- yeah, and it's real brutal. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I went with there. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but at this point, Nita is like, "Oh wait, no!" And now I have to actually go to her because she was before she was saying like, "I want to help you," and she she finds out about the uh, the the plan to torch the uh, the Turkish district, and 
but she's like, I, I want to save those people and stop this thing from happening, but I have to stay here. At this point, like she's breaks through her her sort of inaction and goes upstairs, but it's too late, and she finds that uh I say is uh dead on the floor in the bathroom well, and the, there's water everywhere. What is up with her fucking gun, by the way? It is like a doom gun with like four yeah, barrels. So it's a derringer. That is an actual self-defense thing. And yeah, it's basically just meant to be you have four shots, it's concealed on you, you don't reload it in the moment, but it's a self-defense pistol. Yeah, yeah. She has a little a little gun that was strapped to her like upper thigh that wasn't taken from her. Yeah, it look, it made me think of the killing floor to what is it called? The Doomstick? I have no idea. I don't remember. It's been a while since I played that game. <laughs> uh, and in Nina's defense, the reason she's going, uh, I can't help you yet, is the plan is going to take place the next night. And she's like, look, I can't leave until I see my brother. Then I'll get you out of here and go help people. But it's dawn now, and that's when they decide that this woman is a loose end and take care of her. Yeah, because she found out about the plan. She overheard it from one of her clients, and then they captured her. That's the whole deal. I posted it. This is what it made me think of. They have a breech-loading shotgun with four barrels. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's basically um, <laughs> if you took that design and extended it into something insane. Hmm. <laughs> if you want the anime version of it, go watch Symphogear and then see what Chris's power is. Hint, it's all the weaponry on Earth. Hmm. Is that is that good? Yes. Okay. Very. Symphogear is basically the better Xenosaga anime. You mentioned that, but then I, I remember like look looking it up and I'm being like, aesthetically, I was kind of like mild, like, oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there is an alien force called the noise. If they touch you, you turn into ash, not oh. salt. Um, they it exist. was real. It was the M two o two flash, where flash stood for blame assault shoulder weapon. Wow. Ah. Uh, Schwarzenegger had one of these in a movie. That makes sense. That I don't remember what it tracks. is. I'm gonna guess Commando. Probably. Yeah, it was Commando. Yeah. Yeah. Because he shot it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Simple Gear is about idols battling the Gnosis and. Instead of there just being one cosmos, all of them basically get one weapon. So one girl is like rocket punches. One girl has a sick sword. The other just has all the guns in the world to the point that mm -hmm. she literally launches ICBMs at one point. Oh, jeez. You know what? You know what it probably was that like turned me off is that it was idols, and I I have like no interest in idols. Uh, I'd say I'd say give the first season a shot. I think it will win you over. Okay. It also has gay nerve. Ah, okay. Yes. All right. Um, I I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> no, that no, make no. It better. That's a good thing. Trust me. Oh, oh, okay. Gay nerve is the best. <laughs> I don't know. Nerve was pretty gay. No, you don't know. Yeah, that, uh, that it makes could sense. always be gayer, but <laughs> the M two hundred two made an appearance in Arnold Schwarzenegger's Commando, Resident Evil, oh, Payday two, and Killing Floor two. There you go. Yep. <laughs> I think in Killing Floor 2, it's called The Law, L.A.W. <laughs> well, nice. Killing Floor's always been big about, let's file the names off this thing you recognize from memory. <laughs> anyway, uh, back in the bar basement, uh, Dieter is hogtied and gagged, and a goon is like carrying him over his shoulder, and uh, two of Wolf's men arrive, and they are here to collect Tenma, uh, who feigns ignorance of Dieter trying to save him, being like, oh, this this guy doesn't know me at all. Like, I don't know this kid at all. I've never met him before. Thinking that'll save him. And the baby just goes, look, just kill the kid. Uh, I've had enough trouble with this one stubborn asshole. And uh, the guy takes out a knife and is about to kill the kid. And then he gets immediately shot in the head by one of Wolf's guys. Yeah, it is real Peter hours with Tenma and Dieter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, the goon then says, uh, so sorry, Dr. Tenma. General Wolf sees you as an honored guest. You'll be coming with us. And, uh, like, the baby is just very upset that he just lost a henchman. And he was like, one of my men! He was, like, complete. yeah, he's just like, yeah, this, this <laughs> is the point where you realize, like, oh, yeah, baby is definitely not the one anywhere calling the shots. 
in the in the anime, he literally says that was one of my henchmen. <laughs> yes. Um, mm. for what it's worth, I think it's even funnier that we will learn the mansion is General Wolf's mansion, but Baby has been telling everyone it's his in town. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Shoutouts to the wolf for living in Spencer Mansion. <laughs> it so is. It's basically <laughs> one emblem away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tenma, uh, did you know that some tigers have red eyes, but some tigers have blue eyes? <laughs> Johan, how did he find the water key? All right. Anyway. Uh, Mutster really jumps the basement shark. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dawn is now breaking. Nina has given Issei a burial shroud and decides, okay, fuck this, draws the gun she had hit on her person and makes her way back down into the manor. But in every room she comes to, everyone has been killed efficiently, one shot to the head. Meanwhile, Dieter and Tenma are being politely driven by the goons. Dieter is insistent they return to town to stop the arson squad. The men don't say anything. And then Tenma just pulls a gun, goon, holds it to his head, and says, pull over. He tells Theater to get to town. It'll be half an hour if he hitches, which is fucking so funny when, compared to what happens. Uh, the Turks are in his hands yes. now. A real real white savior shit with this kid, by the way. Love it. Yeah. Can I mention, like, two sure. things Sorry. Sure. about, like, the seed fire? No. For one thing, how, how did... How, how did an entire house full of people get shot and Nina not hear it? That's kind of weird. Like, you know, I, I it could be silenced. About, she was upstairs. I guess. I guess. Yeah. I mean, you know, the whole thing about silence pistols not being that quiet, actually. Yeah, I know. Um, but, you know, we're using logic. Movie sure, logic. sure, 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 sure. I mean, it, it makes a more dramatic scene this way. But also, Look, like, if it makes you feel better, pretend it was the air gun and penny combo from No Country for Old Men. Is it just maybe I was reading too much into it, but the guy with the long hair, wasn't that the other um, the what? other detective? One of the no. one of the goons. No, no. The other detective has not shown up yet. You will okay. see them again. All right. Because I, I thought that like they didn't look exactly the same from the shot you saw when the, uh, Tenma was talking with Mesner. But it, I thought that might have been the same guy because they have similar face shapes. And it would make sense that it'd be like, oh, yeah, that guy, he bailed after after he took his money. And it, I heard he ended up like working with some organization, which is why I thought he was that guy, because he looks the same, just with longer hair now. Yeah, no, uh, we will return to that character, but it's not this week. Gotcha. Damn. OK, dude, General Wolf looks so bad. Uh... Oh, he's he... <laughs> no, he does not look good. <laughs> uh, Tenma back of the car. Uh, Tenma puts his gun away and apologizes and says, I know you trusted me to keep this and I'm sorry that I overstepped and uh, made a mockery of your trust. He goes, it's all right. General Wolf will be glad to know you're familiar with guns as more than just an accessory. Yeah. Uh, And when they arrive at the manor, Wolf and his men are the only living parties. Nina has gone missing again, so clearly she bugged out before Wolf arrived. And his bodyguards have cleaned up a little of the house. Tenma is escorted in, and he points out, you look incredibly different from a ten-year-old picture. And all Wolf says is, fear. Fear has undone me. So, Wolf also gets a monologue like Giedlitz did, but Wolf is very clear out the gate. I am not an ultra-nationalist dipshit like my cohorts, but we have similar goals. We all want to see Johan again, but I'm the only one who has met him. Let me tell you about what meeting this child was like. We found him and his sister crossing the border from Czechoslovakia. They nearly died of exposure. Probably would have if I didn't find them. We bring them back, and the first thing he says when he is awake and we have cared for him a little, I ask him, Hey, how do you feel? And he told me, You will soon know how I feel. Throughout this speech, Wolf is mentioning, there's no way for me to prove I am Wolf. I can say I'm Wolf, but nobody will recognize me as such, and I basically just have my money as ties if anyone needs to be. I have to be introduced. This all wraps up with, 
all of my loved ones, my family, my cohorts and friends, all of them are dead by Johan's hand. This kid, ever since Wolf found him, has been finding any person who ever got close to Wolf and making sure they die brutally so that he knows. Just one more loose end out of vengeance. Inside the manor, Johan left another painted message. I'll be waiting at the ruins of the Hilden and Engels warehouse in Romberg. Clearly, Nina ran into this and is trying to intercept her brother. Wolf simply asks, Tenma, will you go and will you kill Johan? And back in town, Dieter and Heckel reunite. Heckel hears that there's an arson going to happen and goes, yeah, yeah, I can get the rug during the fire. And <laughs> fucking piece of shit. Dieter is... Also, we see Nina on the roof of the place, but we never see what she sees. Well, I was going to mention at... that because that's the final oh, shot. Oh, that's at the end. That's okay. at the end. Yeah, yeah we, we do yeah. get to it. Yeah, I can steal that during the fire. And Dieter just starts a fight with him and the scuffle attracts the attention of some of the baby's skinheads who are like, oh, do these people know about the fire? Okay, well... But we see Nina just climbing the stairs and the fire escape on this rooftop, and we don't see what she's looking at, but all she goes is, what does that mean? And that takes us to episode 17, Reunion. Uh, so on the way to kill Johan, Tenma draws his gun uh, on the plight goon again and says, change of plans, take me to Calvin Street. And, and the rest I, of the... We haven't mentioned it. Calvin Street is what they just call the district the Turks live in now. Yeah, yeah. It it, it gets mentioned a few times of like, where is that, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Isa was, uh, said that that's where she lived because Nina asked her. That's, yep. how, that's how we heard of it before. But yeah, the rest of this episode uh, is a bit freeform in structure because there's, you know, multiple parties going multiple directions. And so we're bouncing around a lot. So it's pretty frantic, which makes sense given the context. Yeah, this um, is probably going to be a quick one to discuss unless anyone wants to jump in with explicit scenes because it is very hectic and they convey the night of the fire pretty everyone trying to figure out what's happening next, who's one step ahead of who. I mean, really, the big scene is is the dinner. Yes, uh, that's the one that really sort of like linchpins the whole thing, I think. Um at an unknown location, the skinheads have bound and gagged Dieter and Heckel near one of the ignition sites. Yeah, so th th these guys are going to get burned up, like, as soon as this whole thing kicks yeah. off. And, uh, yeah, saying that, oh, yeah, they, they're technically of uh, of racial purity, but they're also traitors. They're scum. They're scum. And he's they're going to burn uh, and be purified by the fire. Yeah. So on Calvin Street... Uh, Tenma and uh, the concerned sex worker whose name we still I literally don't, don't think she has a name. I looked. No. Uh, they managed to uh, convince the community leaders to set a men in patrol at night. And th this is an interesting scene. Well, I mean, it's infuriating because the men are first like, why do we tr trust this Japanese man? He's suspicious. And then this old guy comes out the back and being like, well, some suspicious Japanese men should be trusted. Oh my god, dude. Yes, it's it's such a weird scene where it's supposed to be like, alright, you know, we've gotta stick together, but he doesn't want to do a we've gotta stick together. So it's like, you know, the Japanese helped the Turks in World War II, which, um... No. Um... Well, he says specifically <laughs> this one guy, and like, yeah. There's a lot going on implied in this scene because Tenma is extremely suspicious. Like the the animation doesn't show it, but my man extremely be like roughed up, right? Like mm -hmm. been beaten a bunch yeah. with a pool cue, uh, almost shot, extremely frazzled. Now got hit by a car recently. Uh, yeah, shows up. They still gloss shows over. up with a sex worker that everyone there clearly look looks down on, and is from an enemy power in World War Two, where they already have like racial animus as a group. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a lot working against them. And I, although I would say like the whole bit of oh yeah, they they say that somebody's going to set a fire all the time seems a little random. <laughs> well, no, it's not because like racists are always threatening minorities. Yeah, true. That, but like, uh, specifically with a fire, like burning the whole district down, that seems a little 
on the nodes given the scenario. I'm gonna, maybe, I'm gonna maybe tell you a story. Maybe it makes sense, but I went to high school in a district where we did have gang units and dogs and things because we were in an area that was on the border of San Diego and also had a literal clan presence. And so there would be, you know, uh, not Hawaii Five O. what the fuck is it? Uh, 21 Jump Street style undercovers on our campus. <laughs> and you could always tell when they had heard something because they would no longer be subtle that day. And you would have guys who were in actual vests. And, you know, every time this happened, the word would get around. Oh, yeah, it seems like somebody wants to have, you know, a fucking gangbang. Somebody wants to do the purge, whatever. And that happened repeatedly. So I absolutely believe, yeah, no, it turns out these guys talk big every time, even if nothing ever came of it. Okay, okay. I mean, I can, I can, I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. that. That makes sense in this, in this scene then. But like, it, it's very clear that like, they just, all these men are like, no. And then this one dude's like, well, this one Japanese uh, commander uh, protected. Yeah, that's the only Turkish ships really once. weird part of the scene, actually. <laughs> That's that's the weirdest part of it, absolutely. Because uh, and then everyone's just like, "All right, all right, we'll listen to the old guy." Well, okay. <laughs> uh, which turns out to be the good thing, the right thing to do. Yeah, it saves some lives, but it's tonally odd. Since we don't have it in here, um, there's a bunch of stuff where Tenma starts fighting fires that's not in here. But um, the real thing to note here is the change in Tenma's response to stress, right? Instead of being always cool and collected at, like, the expense of what's actually happening, like, Tenma manages to rise to the occasion appropriately instead. He is definitely becoming a man who is very good under duress. Yeah. He, you know, this whole arc, he's not panicking. When he has to, he pulls the gun and he gets his way. He's becoming more of a hard ass. But he has not, as we've seen, pulled a trigger yet. Yeah. He, is, he is becoming a hardened man of action. Yeah, but not in a way that's like, I'm a super action star, because he's he's still making mistakes. Right. Yeah, he's, he's still having a tough time convincing strangers to help him. <laughs> yeah, my dude does not have that supernatural Johan charisma. Mm-hmm. So... What? Uptown. Sorry, one of my cats just what? sprinted. We got a new cat, and the integration is not going well. And my old cat just sprinted up to the new cat, punched it in the face, and then ran away. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> she did growl at him from across the room, so talk shit, get in, I guess. <laughs> Your fur looked like a dish rag. Whap! So, Uptown, uh, the baby and a coterie of escorts sit down for dinner at this high rise restaurant. And he says he's got a show plan. There's, you know, you could see the fire starting in the distance. And this is when one of those escorts, Nina in a very heavy coat, whips out a gun on the guy and goes, how about you tell me about the main course? So this is a real intense little scene. And uh, she she sells it like, I, I, my brother is not well. He does not want to deal with you. He is not going to be appreciative of this, and you are going to tell me right where the big fire is right now. He's like, all right, all right. So she leaves to go fight that, and his men are, you know, trying to, do we want to go on with dinner? And all he goes is, uh, you're, you, we will, but bring me fresh clothes first. <laughs> and we cut down to see that he has pissed himself in this fancy chair while saying with reverence, she really is Johan's sister. I could see in her eyes she was going to kill me. And the, the funny thing is, this is the second time she's pulled a gun on him. Yes. Yeah. So it, it, even so, like last time he played it extremely cool. And this yeah, he, time he was extremely he made not cool. man stand down. He's like, eh, whatever, whatever. This time it's straight up. Ah. <laughs> like, I, I, I hate baby, but also very fun character to watch. Again, I like that Baby is only humiliated. Baby is not the kind of target that gets wiped out in this. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed he doesn't die. Kind of wanted him dead. <laughs> no, instead <laughs> he just it gets... It makes some logical yeah, sense. Tenma is not an avatar of justice, homie. 
Well, this isn't Tenva. This is Nina. There is Nina. They I, both have the same goal. They only care about one guy. They're not out to like fix the world. Yeah. Interestingly, she does drop that she's had uh, six months of training with a gun. And I'm wondering, like, did she find the same guy no. that Tenma did? That I will know. be answered at some point. Oh, I'm sure. Because, you know, we're going to get a Nina-centric episode here and there. Yeah, I, I was I was wondering when that was going to happen now that she's back in the story. Uh, spoilers next week. Hooray! Yeah. Uh, but Baby just sent her to one of the decoy fires. He kept enough cool to not snitch on himself. And she finds, oh, it's conveniently where Heckle and Dieter are tied up. So she gets that put out, and, you know, Heckle is caught up on this, and he's just like, I grew up here. If you were going to burn this place down, this isn't where you start it. This town's not out of the woods yet. But he also proceeds, during all of this, to go off and steal that fucking rug. <laughs> of course he does. It's yeah. worth like like a hundred. He says like the shop owner said it was 150, like one hundred and fifty thousand marks. marks, but he could sell it for like eight hundred, maybe a million. Yeah, he he keeps selling this thing. He believes that he is going to be a millionaire based on this one theft of a rug. But <laughs> so he he splits off. To so, what? Sorry, I just realized that this episode is just a Godspeed You Black Emperor song. The skyline's on fire, and then a cold wind blows. Fuck! <laughs> I should be angrier about that, but that's another. That's way too long to be a title, but that would be a candidate. A progressive uh, rock so... song title too long, you say? Look, as the prog person here, <laughs> uh, I like prog partially too. reliant on God. That's right. That's right. I went there. Anyway, everyone starts realizing the uh, main course will be an old warehouse by the river where the breeze is going to shift after the night kicks in and the air cools. The chemicals inside would basically make it unstoppable after ignition and just really go up. So. Tenma, Nina, and Dieter all make their way over there. Tenma drags a rug-toting heckle with him. And each of them tries to keep the other from killing the fire starter, but they are a second too slow. The guy has lit the thing before he is tackled, the lighter goes flying, and the trail of gasoline catches. So Dieter grabs the rug from heckle and just leaps on it to smother the flames. And that's and it. ruin they, and ruining the rug. <laughs> yes, they have stopped the plot. Mm. Uh, we briefly cut back to the baby who is just sitting in his high rise, and all he says is, "My main course has gone cold." He may still be sitting in piss. We're unsure. He's wearing the same like upper body's worth of clothes, so maybe. <laughs> yeah. As the cops arrive, everyone who is not named Nina flees in a boat out back, but she gives a message before they do that Johan is not alone in his head. Atop the warehouse, where Tenma forces them to stop, he sees the same message she did. The monster inside me is about to explode, and the only conclusion that both of them can draw is Johan has a split personality. Boo! Yeah, I, I hate this. <laughs> I hate that. that, that, that what if that, I that tell you we're actually going to explore that concept a little? I mean, we'll see where it goes. But like, as of right now, here's the thing. Like this set of episodes to just try to summarize this whole stretch, like this set of episodes. What I think is really interesting is that you have these people who idolize Johan and think that this is the, the, the you know, he's a Hitler like person. Like mm -hmm. he has this this goal, uh, you know, he has these ideals of racial purity because he looks like a racially pure person. They don't think that uh, they just want that to be true for the record. I mean, they think that he's they think that he's a natural born leader and he doesn't care if he kills people. Like, I guess, like the thing is, they're projecting their their principles onto him. Correct. And in uh, multiple instances, you know, both Tenma and Nina both tell these people like. Look, that's not who Johan is. Johan well, is not. He, he, and the thing is that that changes a little bit because Nina has seen this message and that's part of what. But like, you know, 
Tenma says, like, look, he doesn't, he's not going to, like, he doesn't care about racial superiority. He looks down on all of humanity. Yeah, that's right. He doesn't, Wolf he doesn't the, even care for you. Wolf is the only one of them with the correct read. Right. Yes, because and, he's actually met the guy. And I, I, I really like that tension between, like, the, you think that this guy will be your monster, but he's not. He's everyone's monster. And what if the society fact that it turns into a monster, Matt? What if society is a real monster? Oh. Uh, <laughs> and but the thing is, like, once it turns into a split personality thing, it really waters down Johan as a force of nature to me. So, all I'm going to say on this is, do you remember when we last saw Lunge? Yes. Do you remember how he made the pieces fit for himself? That Tenma was a uh, had two personalities. Yeah. I'm just saying maybe this is a thing that will be explored and perhaps debunked. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that's just what yes. they think it means, by the way. That does not automatically make yeah. it true. Yeah. Yeah. I it's, just want to say that, yeah, that's there's a theme in this and there's actually something coming. Okay. Yeah. So like that, if if that's how it ends up going, I'm going to be, I'll be fine with that. But like at, at this stage, like when this, dr this point dropped, I went, you know, when Lungi said it, I just thought it was just a crackpot theory because he's he's trying to figure out like the Occam's razor version of this, which is focused on Tenma. And he knows that Tenma is a good person who who is a doc, you know, he's a doctor. He saves a bunch of lives. A lot of people stand up for him. So if he's also the murderer, then he has to have two personalities or else. It I can't make believe sense, this thriller right? about a respected uh, man falling into the world of crime would be about the duality of man. <laughs> yeah, look look he's a cop he doesn't think that deeply <laughs> uh but yeah so like when, when they bring this to johan i'm just like no that johan is just there's no other the only signal that i could have thought that said johan has more than one personality is when we saw johan's reaction to seeing his sister after the operation where he's reaching out and he's crying and he's, you know, that's the only like vulnerability that we've ever seen Johan show. Whereas every other time we've seen Johan depicted or described, he, he's been very calm, very smug and very much in control and very evil. Yeah, uh, a thing that does not really get called out is we don't interact directly with Johan much. It's just everyone's reads on him. Because think of how many scenes he's actually been in that we saw firsthand. Um, probably two. Two or three. I think it's three, yeah. Everything else is just the few people who have heard of this guy or maybe worked with him. And uh, if they worked with him, that didn't last long. Mm -hmm. And those people might not have. He's a very methodical type. It's hard to get a read on him when there are no witnesses. Yeah, and he keeps burning, like, his history behind him and, like, covering his tracks. Yeah. There's more here. Okay, so, I mean, I I, I think these episodes are, like, really, really strong. It's just There has also, not been a bad episode to be, so, to I, be I mean, it depends. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of a weird note to, to end on. And I, I had one other point, and I'm, I totally lost it in the middle of, uh, the middle of the conversation. I'll see if I can remember in the next like ten seconds. No worries. But uh, anything? <laughs> no, some really good episodes. Uh, excited to see where we go. Well, next week is going to be a few one-offs. We'll be back with episodes eighteen through twenty, and we will meet. Here's something fitting: Sybil. Hmm. Sybil unrest. Ha, 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 ha.